0: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. There are two lines from our reading that stand out today from the Old Testament, and they took Joseph to Egypt, and the confession from the disciples, truly you are the Son of God. Today's readings are readings of stories about detours and how God uses detours to teach and shape us for the journeys that we will be on. God places in our heart dreams, dreams about what God would want us to do. To further God's kingdom. The one we might remember the best is Martin Luther King Jr. who said, I have a dream. And the dream is for a society, a culture, that sees people equally, not by the color of their skin. It's a dream that God put in to King and is continuing to be carried out in our world though so much struggle is going on about it. And along the way, there are many detours that are happening, yes, in the big picture, in a culture, but also in our own life, in the detours that take place in the dreams that God has placed into our soul. Sometimes those detours are frightening events. Things where we lose the sense of our control. Control is just a sense that we somehow have some certainty about what will come next. Maybe at its most basic level, it's why I watch the Weather Channel every day. I want to know and have a sense of control over weather, which I truly have no control over. But I can at least bring an umbrella if it's going to rain. Planning ahead, having our goals is critical. But the deep thing that God plants in our heart is the dream for how we might live in this world so that we can be a part of God's kingdom and that we can be a part of the good, the love, the mercy, and the compassion that God wants to work in this world so that it would reflect his kingdom, the world as if it were the kingdom of God alive in this world. Today we meet Joseph, the son of Jacob. We've been following the patriarchs and their story. And here we get to Joseph. You know him from the many-colored jacket that he wears because he is the favorite son of Jacob. But he's like so many of us, young and innocent. He is going out into the world. He's been favored. And he goes out without understanding truly the things that are around him or how, his, in this case, his older brothers see him. He told them his dream, that one day all would bow down to him, even his brothers. He didn't understand how this would impact his relationship with them. He goes out and they plot his death. They find him, they throw him into a pit, and that's where we find Joseph. The story of Joseph is a detour in a pit a promise that's given to him, a dream about a great future. However, he finds himself in a completely helpless position. The pit is where we realize that we are reliant on God for those dreams that God has put into our soul. Joseph learns a profound lesson that we all have to learn that the dream that we have from God is not ours to work out by ourselves, but that God is working in that dream in the way that we are a part of it, making this world a bit better and more reflective of what God would want to see in this world. We find that Joseph is thrown into a pit. His death is plotted. That's as far as his story was to go. The dream would die. Except for his brothers, Reuben and Judah, who changed the course of Joseph's life. And they say, no, let's sell him into slavery. And then that wonderful line. And they took Joseph to Egypt. It's pivotal because the detour that Joseph never could have foreseen, he never could have planned, and he had no control over, took him to the place where he needed to be for that dream of him leading could take place. You see, God works in the un. Planned detours that we experience in our life. When we are in that pit where we lose control, God is working on the outside, in other people's hearts, in other circumstances, beyond ourselves, and we come to learn that the dream God has placed in our heart is never gone because of a detour. Even a detour as deep as a pit, when we remain faithful. That's the key to Joseph's life. Forever he remains faithful, whether in a pit or in jail, falsely accused or forgotten about. God never forgets, God never stops working. God takes that dream that God has planted in our soul, and God is working so that it will work through us. Sometimes we are in a pit. Faithfulness is the response. It's kind of where we find our disciples. Last week, we had the reading of the feeding of the 5,000. Each of the disciples, the 12, were each given a basket of the leftovers. They were to take those fish and that bread out into the world and to show compassion. Because at the beginning of that story, they had no compassion. Let the people go feed themselves. And Jesus says, no, take these leftovers and you will be responsible to share grace and compassion with the world. You give them something to eat. Jesus puts them on a boat and sends them to the other side. A dream that they would be able to do what Jesus did, that they'd be able to help and feed those who were hungry. But the storm comes. Sometimes the detour is a storm in life. One where we lose control, almost literally, over where we're going and what happens to us. But we find that Jesus comes to the disciples walking on the sea. It's profound. Jesus is doing what only God can do, to walk on the waves. And that's where we find Peter. Who wants the control. I can almost be inside Peter's head. If I could walk out, if that's really you, I could go out, I could greet you, I could welcome you with a kiss, and then together we could walk back into the boat and then you would be doing what only God could do and I would be at your right hand doing what only God can do. But that's not what happens because we are human, and we become frightened. And Peter hits his detour as he begins to sink, because he wanted to do what only God could do, walk on the waves. That's one of the lessons, I think, that we all have to learn. At some time, we have an illusion that we can accomplish, what only God can accomplish. And we want to walk on the waves. We want to do something that God hasn't planned for us. And that's where we find the beautiful line as they get back into the boat. The detour of trying to be able to do what only God can do is reflected in the words of Peter. Peter. But the words of the detour, the disciples who remain on the boat, is the insight that I believe we see here. The disciples said, truly you are the Son of God. In the middle of the storm, they remained faithful. In this, the symbol of the boat is the symbol of the church. They remained part of what God was doing through their 12 baskets, that they would feed, they would lead. But without understanding that Jesus is truly the Son of God who would empower them, they would just be doing good works on their own power. That's the profound message, I think, in these two journey stories. Joseph, who finds himself in a pit, disciples who find themselves in a storm, Peter, who wants to do what only God can do, and the disciples who come to understand the works that they're to do can only be done when they understand that it is truly the Son of God who is there with them as they are struggling in that storm. Maybe you find yourself today in a pit. Maybe you find yourself in a storm. If you're in that pit, God is working, making a way, just like for Joseph, so he could move to the place he needed to be in Egypt. For the disciples in the midst of the storm, to the realization that God is at work, and we're not God, we have to rely on presence of Christ, who is the Son of God, who gives us the power to be able to do those works of compassion from the safety of that boat. Storms, pits, life's journey finds us all in different places. But it's God who is working so that dream, that dream that God has placed into our soul will impact the world, not because of our power, but because of our faithfulness and following who Christ is and what he has called us to do. Amen.